you're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com over the weekend, we were uh, we were all in San Francisco for actually what we went there for was the Super Bowl breakfast, the right. Bart Star Super Bowl breakfast, which was a a nice event. I mean, it's a great it's an event. It's been awesome going on event. for years now. That I had no idea that it was really going on. I mean, you I hear, didn't know either. Every year, you I guess you read a little blip on it and you think, oh, okay, cool. But it's really a huge event. It is, and it's really cool that we're a part of it now. There were. A ton of people there. Oh my gosh! Two thousand, maybe it was a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was it, it was, was a lot. It was a lot. And seeing, you know, they bring the the past winners and the people who are involved in the Bart Star Breakfast, who are you know, many of them former NFL stars. Yeah, uh, that are you know, you look at them and think, all these guys you've watched on play football forever. Yeah, I got to meet so somebody great. I've always wanted to meet. I know, I was happy for you. Uh, Steve Young sat at the table right next to us, and so, uh, yeah. The whole time he was up there talking, I was thinking, Pascal, I gotta, I, Pascal gotta go just yeah, push already, his way through. I already met, already just gotta met him. gotta push him through. By then. Um, uh, Bruce, our sales guy, introduced me to him. Okay, good. And, uh, so, yeah. Because I was back with uh, other, some other clients and some people, the other people that were at the table were the people that put uh, the event together. Uh, so, I mean, we were at a different table, but it was fascinating mm-hmm. to watch uh, watch the show. Yeah, it was. How it evolved. It was, because uh, Steve was sitting right at the table next to me, and then they had him come up on stage because they had all these legends and Hall of Famers tell their stories. Um, it was part of the show that they were going to, you know, just talk right. about all times. And, I, I mean, it was one of the most entertaining sure events was. of that kind I've ever been. It sure was. Uh, that I've ever attended. It, they all had great stories. They told them in very humorous ways. They were really funny. Steve Young was great. Mike Ditka was great. Tony Dungy was great. They, you know, uh, Staubach was was funny. They were they were all really really fun. It was an, it was an enjoyable event. The uh, food itself was not was not great. I would say no, no. Well, I thought the, the food itself, the, the was, fruit. Yeah, the fruit was the coffee. I didn't have any of the coffee. Uh, ice water. Okay, the ice water was very uh, cold. Some of the and rolls, y- y- the with rolls, the butter were, and the jelly. Mm-hmm, that was good. Um, <laughs> there was chocolate squares, the, the Ghirardelli chocolate yes, squares. Yes, there were. The Ghirardelli the was good. Not that I, uh, not that that I good. had any. I mean, I just Me saw Me neither. Them there. I had three. Saw them there. But uh, um, saw them there. You know how you? You know how you? Uh, I'll give you another fat guy tip. All right. How you can make it seem like you didn't have as many as you did? All right. Go ahead. Give me the fat guy tip. You take a handful, but you always give one to someone. <laughs> so you s- That's good. <laughs> I like that. So you don't feel as bad, and it uh-huh. makes it look like, oh, like, he just oh, gave him away. Wow. He, he just yeah. gave him away. He, he took a few, but one. he's actually giving he them take out. A few, That's he was why. giving them out, yeah. Uh-huh. You just toss one to someone, a nice girl sitting at the table with you, but you deep pocket six. Anyway. The- <laughs> it's a good safety tip. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, but this was a fun event, and Brent Jones was the kind of the MC of the event uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. Really good. Uh, had a chance. Glenn had a chance to interview him. He was wearing his three Super Bowl rings yeah. at the time. Pretty cool. Show off, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You're so jealous. 
You wanted one of those for Elvis so I did. bad. I and did. You didn't get one. I know. I, I did. Get I, I admit it, okay? I wanted a Super Bowl. Yeah. I wanted my son to have a Super Bowl ring. I'm sorry. You know what was funny? Was one of the guys from, uh, I think it was, a, I think he said he was, I didn't know who he was, but he came over and introduced himself to Glenn, and I was kind of distracted with somebody else talking to me. And then I looked up, and he's like, Oh, I'm a big fan of your guys. And he was from the first Super Bowl and had a Super Bowl ring. Or was it, maybe it wasn't the first, it was the one of the first five Super Bowls. Okay. But he had a Super Bowl ring, and he gave it to Rafey for a minute to look at and put on. And Rafey drops it, and it rolls under the table. (laughs) It's only like a fifty thousand dollar ring that he just—we're on our knees under the table looking for this, and for a long time couldn't find it. Had to be a minute, minute and a half. Those, those. I'm like, come on, it can't have gone away. Seemed like they're for all ever too. And he's just standing there like. Uh, please find my Super Bowl ring. Those are hard to come by. <laughs> we finally did. Oh, man. Sure. I wish I had been sitting at that yeah, table. It was fun. It would have been a shame not to find it. Yeah, wouldn't it have been? Anyway. Uh, we, you would have been the first person we would have frisked. <laughs> uh, but we had a chance to interview the son of one of my childhood heroes. What a heroes, nice guy. My biggest childhood hero, Bart Starr whom I loved, and I had read books about by the time I was like seven years old in school. Um, and his son is just a great guy, Bart Starr Jr. Here's our interview, or part one of our interview with Bart Starr Jr. Hey, it's Patton Stu with uh, Bart Starr Jr. Wow. Uh, this is awesome. This is just uh, such an honor. And you obviously are, are here uh, for your father's namesake breakfast. Um, how's he doing, first of all? He's doing significantly better than he was a year ago. Yeah. He was uh, beginning the recovery process from the multiple strokes and seizures and heart attack that he had had. And um, mm. you're aware that he made it up to Green Bay. Oh, for yeah. The for the, he, exactly. For the, yeah. So the progress he made during the calendar year 2015 was pretty astonishing, especially given what we had been told was uh, the more likely scenario, which was a very modest recovery. Wow. And uh, Now, he did, about six weeks ago, suffer a broken bone in his hip, but that is now healed. So step two in his recovery process wow. is about to begin, and I, I feel real confident that if we make the same sort of progress this year that we did last year and don't have any further setbacks such as what I just described, he'll make next year's event in Houston without question. That would be awesome. You, you mentioned uh, the event he attended uh, during the course of the season, and that was uh, Brett Favre's. Uh, number retirement ceremony. Yes. There was talk that I mean that was just a miraculous Herculean effort just to be there, right? That he on behalf he of really him. wanted to be there on behalf of Brett Favre and the Packers. He did, and athletes respond to goals, and and we stressed that to him over and over again that uh, the Packers organization, the Packers fans, and Brett Favre really wanted him there. The uh, Packers almost had Brett uh, have a similar ceremony in the fall of 2014, but that was follow, uh, just immediately following Dad's setbacks with his strokes. Yeah, Brett was very gracious to wait a year, basically, because mm. although he and Dad have distinct backgrounds, they have that common bond of coming from the South, going North, and leaving, right. the, leaving the Packers to success, and they've always had a great friendship. So it was very gracious of Brett to allow dad to share in half of his halftime ceremony you know i i grew up uh, a packers fan my whole life my dad was a big packer fan and so he 
he uh, he kind of instilled that in me, and and I remember I, I think I was um, six years old when the ice bowl happened, and <laughs> sure. I still have that indelible memory of him sneaking in of of your dad sneaking into the end zone for the touchdown there to beat the Cowboys. What what was that like growing up in that household? That had to really be something. Was there pressure to become like a football player? How how, how was that? Dad never suggested that I should become a football player or anything such as that. Now, back then, football players were part of the middle-class fabric of the United States. Uh, they did not make more or less <laughs> right. money than the average person. And, and right. so it wasn't sort of a, a disparate um, segregation, if you will, between you know, the athletes in the community and everybody. They were just right interwoven into, um, and, and as you, can, you know, Green Bay is a very much a blue-collar blue town. town. Mm-hmm. And uh, athletes had jobs in the off season and so forth. And I, I remember Dad, when I was young, talking to me about the fact that what he did was no more or no less important than what anybody else did. It just so happened that what he did put him on television. But he explained, right. you know, that with the uh, the accountants next door and the architects and the restaurant tours and so forth, they were uh, uh, absolutely as committed and as big a contributing factors to society as everybody else. Just they weren't as well known. Yeah. And so. He never thought of himself as as uh, anything sort of special because he played football. He just realized that it allowed him greater visibility. Did he have an off-season job? He did. He uh, had his real estate license. <laughs> wow. You yeah. imagine? That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine because if you put that in today's, it'd be like, you know, Cam Newton <laughs> showing people homes yeah. uh, in the like summertime. Uh, Cam Newton's face on a, <laughs> on a bench for his real estate agency in front of the stadium in which he's making millions and millions of dollars would be kind of weird. Training camp was a little longer back then because one of the reasons training camp was longer, the players needed time to get in shape. Right. Wow. Yeah. And now it's year-round, obviously. It's amazing. Growing up as a a huge football fan, I mean, your name, your dad's name, it's like a superhero name. It's like Captain America. It's like, it's amazing. And it was was fascinated by something you spoke about, about how, you know, he's he's a regular guy, and he's living a regular life. And I I think a lot of times we don't think of of, of people like that when they're in the spotlight. You talked about, you told an amazing story about the way your dad and your mom um, foster their relationship. Can you, yeah. can you talk about that a little? Absolutely. I think that uh, it sounds cliche-ish, doesn't it, to, to say, you know, you should do something special for the people who mean something to you every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that many people do, but I, I've been witness to it. Um, I'm 58 years old, so by the time you can start remembering things, whether you're three or four or five, I, I don't remember a day when they would forget to reach out. And, and you know, my, my dad's, I think, uh, greatest legacy with respect to my mom was not only telling her, what she meant to him, but showing it with um, sweet little notes each morning, each evening, and uh, and she felt, I, I know she felt like she was the uh, the most adored woman in the world, and that was nice. genuinely how he felt toward her. That's that, and that matters more than anything else. Uh, I, my daughter Shannon, uh, uh, my oldest daughter, I remember she came uh, back from school one day. She was maybe in third grade, and she said, "Dad, there's uh, something really exciting I need to tell you." Uh, and I said, "What's that, sweetie?" She goes, "Did you know Granddaddy's famous?" <laughs> I said, what? And, she, and, she, and I said, I, I, of course, playing along, I said, really? And she goes, oh, he won these things called championships and Super Bowls and all this stuff. And it, that really resonated with me because from my dad's perspective, that's not how he wanted to be known to her. He mm-hmm. wanted to be known as a, a loving husband and a loving grandfather and, and, a, and a good person in the community, that that transcended anything you might accomplish on the, on the football field.
When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.